0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.
1: The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley.
0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young filling in for Jim Smalley today. And it is brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. The UFA Cooperative, now open in Yorkton and Weyburn. UFA is the exclusive distributor of Diesel X Gold premium fuel that improves power and saves you money. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, a market analyst says grain prices had its struggles at times this spring, but the long-term outlook is looking better. Corteva has a new product out for pulse growers in Saskatchewan, and the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is
1: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRN Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
0: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, Farmers Insuring Farmers. See municipalhail.ca. A market analyst says grain prices are showing some troubling times this spring, but feels the longer-range outlook has stronger trends. FarmLink Marketing Solutions Chief Market Analyst Neil Townsend outlines the latest price trends in the world grain market.
2: The broader market, the world market, is just, you know, it's, in a very, very bearish channel right now, perceptions are very negative. Again, it's not all based on what I prefer, fundamental analysis, adding up production, looking at demand, figuring out how much is left over. I mean, the macro economic situation is very perilous. The geopolitical situation is making people nervous. So, you know, fundamentals maybe aren't great worldwide for some things where there's a huge amount of Brazilian soybeans making it to the market. But the end result, it doesn't matter why, but the markets are in, uh, you know, sort of a, a poor shape right now and there's, uh, you know, uh, there's not a weather-related story big enough in the nearby to kind of change that mood and temperament. So, the shorter term, the outlook sounds quite negative. Just how bad is it? Well, I mean, you know, we've dropped precipitously on things like canola. Wheat is even worse. Again, like we're still above $700 on July canola futures. So, you know, we can't be say it's been obliterated too much, but just the sentiment out there says that we're more likely to go uh, lower than higher in the near term. Now we have a lot of people all running to the same side of the boat. The bears are, you know, they're all over there. And so it won't take much information flow to tip it over to the other side because People are very, very short, almost record shorts in some of the wheat contracts. And, uh, you know, we've been going quite a bit lower and we still have a lot of weather to go before the Northern hemisphere wheat crop is finished. So, you know, I don't think we're going higher in the next few days, but, and I think I still have a little bit of a bias that we go lower before we go higher. But if we get a meaningful weather problem that people perceive as a potential wreck or damaging yield we could flip the market and go higher the question will be like where do we start to go higher from like so for example for canola are we going to go higher from you know the high 600s and get back to today's prices or are we going to go higher from you know 710 and go back to like 730 or 740 or 750
3: i'm a bit surprised it is taking that kind of a downturn because we do have the worst wheat crop in the United States in 30 years, like the outlook, the the numbers this week from Sask Wheat said that, and also there's the war in Ukraine with Ukraine being able to supply far less wheat expected this year. So what is the longer term future outlook, what you see for grain?
2: Well, I mean, I think you make two good points there. I mean, you know, we do have a problem, a notable problem in hard red winter wheat crop in Kansas City, the most important by class wheat production in the United States and, you know, they were supposed to get, you know, good rains over the last 72 hours. And, you know, some areas got a bit, but I mean, largely it was a miss in the areas that needed it the most or just like meaningless amounts, like trace amounts. And then the war in in Ukraine obviously hasn't given us the bounce since the initial thing. Part of that is because, you know, what I mentioned before, the geopolitics, I mean, it's just such a confusing situation and, uh, you know, what exactly is happening, like too much grain was flowing into the European Union, so they're trying to ban it. The Russian information is very, very opaque. Moving on to, you know, what we see for new crop, I, I'd say that one thing to note from a Canadian perspective is that world wheat stocks in the major exporters are tightening or are going to be at best flat in 23-24. And if you project the usual 1% to 2% increase in world trade or or consumption, and plus world trade needs to fill that, they're going to have to come to Canada for a lot of wheat. And people are going to be nervous already in the early part of 23, 24 about the next wave of production. Plus, something to watch very carefully is... This quick emergence of an El Nino is a threat to Australian production. And Australia has had three consecutive crops of some notes, big size record crops. I mean, they're unlikely to duplicate that again in uh,
0: 23-24. Neil Townsend is the Chief Market Analyst with Farmlink Marketing Solutions.
1: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620
0: CKRM. Corteva Agriscience has announced the commercial launch of Adavelt Active with recent product registrations in three countries, Canada, Australia, and South Korea. Portfolio Marketing Manager Kirsten Retzlaff tells us what Adavelt Active is.
4: Yeah, Adavelt is um, a new active ingredient that will be um, a very useful active for pulse growers in, uh, in Western Canada. So it will be a component of our new fungicide called Zetigo PRM. And so this product will provide multiple mode of action protection against some really critical pulse diseases uh, for Western Canadian farmers, while providing um, a, a really critical tool for
0: resistance management. She says their testing on the product was successful.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Adabelt has been uh, developed by, by Corteva. It is a a novel mode of action, a novel Group Twenty One, very unique fungicide active that Corteva, Corteva has been developing and working with for um, you know quite a number of years. So we're really excited about bringing uh, this new technology. To, uh, to pulse growers uh, and, and providing a really, uh, I would say, a new tool in the toolbox when we think about disease management as well as um, you know, resistance, uh, fungicide resistance management.
0: Ratzlaff tells us what form it takes.
4: Yeah, the P R M is a it's a liquid fungicide. It is a, a co-formulated multiple mode of action uh, fungicide. So it's a very easy formulation uh, to work with. So it's uh, it will provide a you know a really good application experience for for
0: farmers. She then explains when it should be applied
4: yeah it's, it's a foliar fungicide um option so you know will be applied you know really as a preventative fungicide so prior to you know the development of uh, of diseases in, uh, in 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 pulse crops
0: Ratslav says edavelt active is now available
4: Yes yeah, so there's a you know a limited amount, limited amount of uh, products product available for the 2023 season so very uh, limited introductory volume there's also will be a large scale trial program um available this year as well too so i you know absolutely i would encourage uh you know growers and 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 retailers to reach out to their local corteva territory manager to see how they can uh, Um, Sees a Tigo PRM this
0: summer. She tells us what types of pulse crops will be assisted by the fungicide.
4: Very effective, um, you know, fringicide for, um, you know, for, for pulses. Uh, for the 23 season, we are targeting uh, lentil crops. So for those that um, are growing lentils, this is going to be an exciting uh, product in, in that space. And we have, you know, plans to um, expand this product into um, our other core pulse crops in, uh, in for the 24 season.
0: And as for the cost of Adevelt Active...
4: Yeah, I would encourage, uh, you know, customers to talk to their local retailer um, about uh, the, the price for the Tigo PRM, and that information will be uh, be, be with their, their local retailer. So I would encourage them to reach out to them or to their local Corteva Territory Manager for that information.
0: Kirsten Ratzlaff is the Portfolio Manager of Corteva AgriScience, and she's based in Moose Jaw.
1: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley.
0: Now, today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Statistics Canada says
3: farmers are expecting to plant the largest wheat crop in more than two decades in 2023. The data agency says this is possibly due to favourable prices and strong demand for wheat. Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine more than a year ago drove up global wheat prices, as Ukraine has been one of the world's largest wheat exporters. Prices have since declined significantly from last year's double-digit highs, but remain relatively strong from a historical perspective. The war in Ukraine is just one of several curveballs Canadian farmers were thrown last year, These challenges included inflationary pressures on things like fertilizer and fuel, as well as higher interest rates. Farmers have also been facing more extreme weather over the past decade, including a severe drought in 2021. Russia's envoy to the United Nations in Geneva says no real progress has been made in resolving issues raised by Moscow over the Black Sea grain deal, which is set to expire next month. Separately, Ukraine accuses Russia of blocking the passage of four grain ships from its Black Sea ports. The Kremlin has reportedly said the deal will not be renewed beyond May 18th, unless the West removes obstacles to Russian grain and fertilizer exports. The Black Sea deal, brokered between Russia and Ukraine by the United Nations and Turkey in July, aimed to prevent a global food crisis, by allowing Ukrainian grain trapped by Russia's invasion to be safely exported from three ports. The Ukrainian Navy claims Russia has effectively stalled the deal by refusing to take part in agreeing upon the routes that four grain ships should take, a process that occurs for each export trip. The European Commission will ban Ukrainian grain and oilseeds exports to Romania until June 5th, Romania has stopped short of enforcing a ban, whereas Poland, Hungary, Bulgaria and Slovakia took unilateral steps to protect local markets from a flow of Ukrainian farm products. With access to its own Black Sea ports blocked and later limited by Russia's invasion, Ukraine, one of the world's leading grain exporters, has had to find alternative shipping routes through neighboring states. Millions of tons of grains and oilseeds cheaper than those produced in the European Union and exempt from customs tax, ended up in Central and Eastern Europe, with local farmers complaining demand and prices of local products were distorted. Earlier this month, the European Commission said it would take emergency preventive measures for wheat, maize, sunflower seeds and rapeseed, compensating local farmers and only allowing grain to enter the five countries from Ukraine, if they were set for export to other EU members or the rest of the world. The organization representing fairs and exhibition organizers across Canada is raising concern about implemented and proposed Canadian Food Inspection Agency, or CFIA, regulations. On March 18th, the CFIA opened a 90-day consultation until June 16th about livestock traceability and identification. Some of the rules place the responsibility of identifying and tracing the livestock on event organizers. The CFIA working to streamline traceability and identification is something the Canadian Association of Fairs and Exhibitions supports, but Christina Frank, the organization's executive director, says this kind of work should be handled by livestock producers. She says the tagging regulations say that if an animal loses its tag on the fairgrounds or at a show, the organizers are responsible for putting the tag in with the fairgrounds identification number. She's advocating that the farmers be the ones who replace any lost tags and that the tags have the farm of origins identification number. If you thought the price of food was persistently painfully high, you're not alone. On global markets, the price of grains, vegetable oil, dairy and other agricultural commodities has fallen steadily for months. But the relief hasn't made it to the real world of shopkeepers, street vendors and families trying to make ends meet. U.S. economist Joseph Glauber says that's because of energy costs, which are embedded in so-called core inflation. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer.
0: Today, partly cloudy, winds from the north at 20, gusting to 40, increasing to 60 kilometers an hour this afternoon, and a high of 12 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers this evening, winds staying at the north at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour, then becoming lighter this evening, and a low of minus 1. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, winds from the west at 20 kilometers an hour in the afternoon, high of 17 degrees, the low plus 2. Getting into the weekend on Saturday, sunny, high of 14, low minus 2. Sunday also sunny, high of 15, the low 0. Monday sunny, high of 17, the low plus 2. And Tuesday sunny, high of 23 degrees, a low plus 4. Wednesday sunshine and a high of 26 degrees. Normal high is 15 degrees, the normal low 0. The sun rose at 541 this morning and the sun will set at 812 p.m. tonight. Looking around the province, the hot spot is in North Battleford at 11 degrees. And the cold spot, once again, Cypress Hills at 1 degree. In Regina, it's mostly cloudy. Winds from the north at 24, gusting to 39 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 43%. Temperature at 11 degrees, that's 52 degrees Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.4 and rising. Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy. Winds from the north-northwest at 27 and the temperature 9 degrees. In Estevan it's 11. Saskatoon, 10 degrees. Swift Current, 7. Weyburn, also 10. Yorkton at 8 degrees. Once again in Regina, mostly cloudy. North wind at 24 to 39. Temperature at 11 degrees. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan, Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowen, Canada.
1: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan,
0: 620 CKRN. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer is just better when it's wetter and Liquid Systems expect the best. Canada's beekeepers are demanding Ottawa take steps to support the honey industry. Every spring, beekeepers have to face the fact that many of their bees didn't survive the winter. In recent years, the percentage of bee losses has been as high as 80%. In order to replenish those lost hives, beekeepers have been forced to order packages of bees from places like Australia. That's because of an almost 40-year-old rule. That prevents them from importing bees from the U.S. because of disease concerns. The last time that import ban was reviewed was a decade ago. Beekeepers want it tossed out so they can import bees from the U.S. Here's part of a presentation made by Jeremy Olthoff, a past president of the Alberta Beekeepers Commission, to the Commons Agriculture Committee
5: on Wednesday. Based on peer reviews of the 2013 risk assessment, the assessment is based primarily on confirmation bias, not fact. We need a regulatory agency that is willing to meet and work more collaboratively with industry, rely on first-hand knowledge rather than hearsay, acknowledge industry and their expertise, and respond in a timely manner. Most critically, CFIA must have staff who are knowledgeable in honeybees and commercial beekeeping. The Canadian Association of Professional Aquaculturalists, (CAPA) is insufficient as a consultant to CFIA. CFIA relies on CAPA, a volunteer organization, when honeybee scientific expertise is needed. CFIA should be taking a more holistic risk-benefit viewpoint that considers the realities that beekeepers are facing. Let me be clear. The issue is not CAPA as an organization, but rather CFIA's complete reliance on them to provide industry reports and to update current risk to the industry. It is long overdue that CFIA gives the beekeeping industry the respect and time it deserves. The Alberta Beekeepers Commission strongly recommends that Canada reopen the U.S.-Canada border, specifically Northern California, to the importation of U.S. packaged honeybees within the existing framework of protocols to mitigate risks. And finally, the Commission strongly recommends federal funding for our provincial tech transfer teams to work on federally beneficial surveillance, applied research, and extension services. This committee needs to understand that beekeeping in Canada is vastly different from coast to coast. What works in BC does not necessarily work in Alberta or Nova Scotia. That's Jeremy Ulthoff, past president of
0: Alberta Beekeepers, speaking to the Commons Agriculture Committee on Wednesday.
1: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
0: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingsupplies.com The Saskatchewan Food Industry Development Center in Saskatoon is getting a funding boost from the federal and provincial governments. Both governments announced $250,000 as part of a $1.7 million project to increase co-packing capacity at the center. A joint news release says the investment will allow the food center through the purchase of specialized canning, bottling, and packaging equipment to provide early stage product and market development services needed to support clients from the meat, plant protein, ingredients, fruit, and vegetable processing sectors. This will help foster future growth for these sectors in Saskatchewan's processing industry. A quarter of a million dollars in funding was provided through the Canadian Agricultural Partnership. The the co-packing project is comprised of a combination of new, in-kind, and cash contributions from Prairie Economic Development Canada and industry stakeholders.
1: Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
0: The market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were reflecting downward movement in early trading today. Canola went down $13.60 at 716.72 a metric ton, while number one red spring wheat fell $9.64 at 356.07, and the rest were unchanged. Durham at 433.68. Feed barley 357.58, chickpeas 1058.22, flax 541.98, lentils 793.50, oats 220.32, yellow peas 402.60, and feed wheat 289.55. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is down 20 cents. At $7.94 a bushel.
1: It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes.
6: Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of April the 26th. A good size sale here for this time of the year. 1525 in the sork, 400 cows and bulls, a total of 1925 for the day. Oh, wow. What a sale we had yesterday. Quite exciting. Cows and bulls were higher, selling to a strong demand. The pre-sort was strong, selling higher in spots. Listen up. D1, D2 cows, 138 to 148, sales to 157, 158. D3 cows, 128 to 138. Pay attention to the average. Average was 141. From that good She-Ho country, 1700 pound cows topped out at 159. Good job to that producer. Good bulls, 143 to 153, sales to 165 to 166. From the Roblin area, 2200 pound bulls topped out at 169.75. And from the Grenfell area, 1900 pound bulls at 170. On to the pre sort sale, and what a sale that was. 400 pound black steers at 390, 500 pound steers at 357. 575-pound steers at 339, 650-pound black steers at 327. My favorite pen, 710-pound tan steers, 309, 800-pound tan steers at 293, 850-pound steers at 286, and 950-pound steers at 250. On the heifer side, 425-pound heifers, 346, 490s at 329, 550-pound red Angus heifers, 3.05. 650-pound heifers, 2.90. 650-pound red-black exotic heifers. There was 143 in this package. They topped out at 2.85. 710-pound tan heifers, 2.70. 800-pounders at 2.60. 850-pound red-black exotic heifers at 2.50. And 950-pound heifers at 2.27. Highlight of the morning eight little red angus steers weighing 400 pounds at $4. That's right guys, $4. And the black heifers at 550 pounds, they topped out at 306. And next Wednesday we are selling a total herd dispersal for the Filion family of Ethelbert. 35 black cows, a few red and gray cows bred to a black and red angus bulls. Some of these cows will have newborn calves outside. They're selling due to health issues. We will be selling his herd next Wednesday at 2 o'clock. And finally, at this time, I would like to congratulate Jim Smalley on his retirement. As soon as you hear his voice, you know you have it on CKRM. I would like to thank you, Jim, for your service. I will surely miss our weekly chat. Enjoy your retirement. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good
0: day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices.
7: This is Bill offer with the Ham's Market Commentary for Thursday, April 27th. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of 184 to 194 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,000 head, selling a range of 184 to 196 per CKG. Ham's number one sales this week are down, selling in the range of 26 to 33 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is down one basis point, with the daily exchanger at 1.3625. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73.53 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices were higher for the second day in a row, with the negotiated Western Corn bull up a notable $2.59 U.S. 100 weight, while the national form has improved 21 cents relative to the previous day. The daily cutout value was 4 cents lower in the afternoon report, but the carcass has been firming recently and looks to have developed a bottom. This morning's export sales report showed 37,959 metric tons of physical deliveries, which was a marketing year high and the highest ship volume going back to June of 2021. New net sales revealed another marketing year high at a whopping 54,018 metric tons, but Mexico was responsible for the lion's share committing to 32,447 metric tons, a marketing year record which has only been seen four times before. Year-date commitments to Mexico are now at a record pace for the second marketing week in a row and 6.2% higher than last year's record level. Meanwhile, lean hog futures a mixed through mid-trade after opening higher. Yesterday, the June contract moved over $3 U.S. 100 higher by the close, and broad support was seen across the trade.
0: Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report
1: on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
0: Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank 306 721 6667. An anniversary for a petroleum conference is being held in Regina next week. Williston Basin Petroleum Conference is celebrating 30 years next Tuesday and Wednesday. It will also feature the first Saskatchewan Carbon Capture Utilization and Storage Summit, with Premier Scott Moe giving the opening day's keynote address and Energy and Resources Minister Jim Ryder also attending. Saskatchewan's oil and gas industry is the second largest oil producer in Canada and fifth largest in North America. The industry employs about 30,000 people in the province, and production last year was valued at roughly $17 billion. Saskatchewan residents, especially farmers interested in big-game hunting, mark your calendars. Beginning on Monday, hunters can apply for the chance to be drawn for elk, moose, pronghorn, or mule deer. The province says applications must be submitted online through the Saskatchewan Hunting, Angling, and Trapping License System by 4 p.m. on May 25th. Draw results will be available through HAL accounts in June, except for pronghorn, which will be in mid-July. Successful applicants will also be notified by email and will be able to purchase licenses through their HAL accounts beginning August 1st. Now, on to the markets. The TSX is up 114 points at 20,481. The Dow went up by 313 points to 33,615. Oil is up 49 cents at $74.79 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 73.40 cents U.S. And that's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit gowancanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young.